Ah, hello and good day to you, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report, episode 100. And 26, and I know it's been a week since we've chatted, and I do apologize for the confusion surrounding uh, doing a podcast over the weekend. We actually didn't even have a Sunday special plans. They were meant to be changed, and that is certainly what happened. And uh, I'm sorry for any confusion or if you're looking forward to something that didn't happen. So uh, we're here. We've got a ginormous treasure chest full of goodies for you guys this week and uh, I want to kind of lay out what's going to go down I've got a bunch of kind of little stories uh, nothing really major um, to go along with but I think it'll be a really fun podcast and then I'm going to set up our Sunday special which were a few stories I kind of meant to cover uh, either last week or as a part of today but I'm going to group together four interviews and we're going to kind of call it like a developer interview Sunday special type of deal. I will lay that out at the end of today's podcast and give you a little foreshadow, but on to the news. And like I said, there wasn't any really big breaking thing. So I kind of just want to update you guys on the latest news from Eoden Chronicle 100 Heroes. Uh, we've been talking about this the past couple weeks. This game has been fully funded on Kickstarter. And um, let's see, as of this moment, they're at $2.7 million. Uh, their initial goal was a, just a few bucks over 500000 So this has been completely funded. And with 23 days to go there's still a chance at some more stretch goals. Uh, as of this morning, they've had over 27,000 backers. And uh, to be honest, that's not even including myself. So I plan to throw some cash their way so I can get this thing when it comes out. Uh, this is, uh, I've never done a Kickstarter. So if you kind of some of the things I found out about this, I think you can just throw 10 bucks at this. If you just want to support it, you are able to do, it. I believe that is the minimum. However, um, I think this is one of the unique things of Kickstarter is you can pretty much purchase a copy of the game and that will get you, <laughs> um, I think, so yeah, there's a physical version of it and that's about $57. So if you were expecting to, you know, pick up this game or you really want to anyway, and you're going to pay 60 bucks. Well, there you go. Keep in mind, this is next gen. So games might even be more than that. This could be a pretty good uh, pretty good deal. You could even pick up just the digital version and they're saying that's going to be about $38. Of course, this is in yen. So there's a conversion going on there. So while that seems like a lot to kickstart, you know, a pledge to it, you're buying the game early essentially. So that is kind of a cool thing that I was unaware of. So here they are, as far as stretch goals go, uh, of course they meet, they met that 500,000 that, that got us the game. Uh, they when they hit seven hundred fifty thousand, that got the Fortress Town mode, which was pretty much 
uh, a needed version of it. At a million, we got the War on Many Fronts, and that's, I believe, where you can have people kind of invading your town and going at it. The next goal, unlock the cooking mini game. So, uh, and fans will be excited to hear that that has made a comeback. 1.5 million unlocked new game plus. That's interesting. Um, perhaps a chance to recruit all of the members if you weren't able to do that the first time around. Uh, one of the next goals unlocked Chinese localization. I believe uh, Korean was also in there. Uh, 1.7 got the guild system. That should be pretty cool. And then some of these goals unlocked even more characters. That's right. So um, initially I was thinking that it would be, you know, an even 100. Uh, if you know your Sukuna history, you know, it was always 108 Stars of Destiny. Well, we're over 100. Um, <laughs> at 1.8, we got, I believe it's going to be uh, Periel. That's how you would say this person's name. Um, the next goal got us the fishing mini game. It wouldn't be a JRPG without some fishing in there, right? Uh, 2.1 million got us Euphorus the 8th, or no, the 7th, I'm sorry, I got my Roman numerals confused, uh, 2.2 got Hildy, um, 2.35 got the Battletop minigame, um, yeah, there's the Korean at the 2.5 localization, uh, 2.45 got us Maxim, another character, I love this one. At 2.6 million, we now have unlocked the full orchestra soundtrack. Yeah. No more MIDI <laughs> sounds. We got that full orchestra, and I am very excited about that. Uh, the next one that's actually been hit, or the last one at this moment, is called Party Conversations. We'll talk a little bit about that in just one second as the... Next goal, which they should hit any any moment now, is another new character called Melior. Uh, there's also Economy of Scale trading minigame is one of the next ones. And it's kind of blotted out, but at 2.9 million, I can see the words Clock Watcher. And then the next line is, is kind of paintballed out. That's kind of funny. And there is a... The tapestry goes down further for more stretch goals, so I don't think they're quite done yet. It would be interesting if this thing keeps getting funded to the point of having uh, an even 108. Uh, that would be that'd be pretty interesting uh, to say to say the least. Let's see here. If I'm missing any of them, no, that's the new new characters. So yeah, I'm not sure if that's another character that would be at that next goal, um, or if that is exactly what we are looking for. Interesting, to say the least. Let me see if I can find some more on that economy scale. There's so much. Their Kickstarter page is fantastic and is just full of tons of information. Um, if you'd like to check that out, I've got that linked in... Um, on the Facebook page, you can find any of those. Well, I can't find anything more about this, so we're just going to leave it at that. But yeah, needless to say, this has been a huge, huge success. And uh, keep this one going. This game is looking extremely promising. We got some new screenshots uh, showing off Shimigami Tetsu 3 Nocturne HD Remastered. I believe there was about 40 of them 
in total. And I put together a little slideshow for you guys' video. You can check that out on our YouTube channel, JRPG Report, if you're interested. There are two screenshots in particular that are striking, to say the least, uh, showing the original PlayStation 2 version. And then it's, it's screen for screen. You know, they match it up exactly with what the new version of it would look like and it's at first you see it you're like oh my gosh it's really hard to believe it looked that poor but that was <laughs> two generations ago and we've really come a long way they have really upped the ante and it looks very very nice to say the least like i said you can check all those out if you head on over to our YouTube channel. If you just want to check them out at your leisure and see some more information, I've got that article linked on our Facebook and our Twitter pages. It was also announced that um, it the there will be a Famitsu DX pack for the game, and it will have a plethora of <laughs> new items for you. Now, it's not going to be cheap, so uh, you can check that out through the EB10 online shop. I will share this article and it'll have the link for you guys in there. Um, this limited edition pack will cost uh, the cheapest one um, is look like about 105, but they go all the way up to 355 dollars depending on how much cash you want to uh, want to throw at these things. Uh, some of the arrange uh, things in there you can get a piano arrangement soundtrack or a rare soundtrack that will be on two discs, a total of 37 songs, a, a Midrum aroma diffuser, a special luxury vortex design case, and a monthly. Ayokashi special final issue. Uh, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot going in there. Some of the other ones, there's an acrylic standee, an acrylic panel featuring artwork, a wall scroll, and of course, uh, all the collector's editions come with the game. Like I said, I'll share this so you can check out some of the image from it. And uh, if you are such an Uber fan that you want to choose to support this one or not, uh, they've got. Um, They've got it in yen, but they've also got what it would cost in U.S. dollars if you are uh, curious about that. Uh, speaking of collector's editions, we have learned about the Japanese collector's editions for Atelier Ryza 2. There are, at this moment, there are two of them, and at this moment, they are uh, Japan only. We may end up seeing maybe the premium one head over our way into Europe. That premium box will go for about $114, and the collector's special collection box is about 256 in it. If you get the premium box, you get five bonus items with it, a B2 cloth poster with Ryza, Claudia, and Fee, and the two unrevealed characters on it will be on, in, on the box. There will be two clear file folders with one that has Ryza, Claudia, and Fee on it, you get the Ryza Mini Acrylic Charm, and there's also a uh, notebook from Teo and a DLC code for uh, Ryza's Sonnet costume. Uh, now, the collector's box takes it up a notch. You get, of course, everything that was in that premium box, as well as you get a wall scroll of Ryza and Claudia in their swimsuits with Fee and two unrevealed characters on uh, their sides. There's also the Cristalera Acrylic Stand Diorama 
that comes with the ride is uh, and Claudia standees. Uh, you also get the exploration kit with a notebook, with a matching pen, a bag with the game's logo on it, an investigation report, and an LED rainbow gem. That's quite a lot, but it costs quite a lot. So that is kind of the way that it should uh, be. Uh, quick update. There was a, for the original Atelier Riza, there was a very easy patch that was added in the latest update this comes as part of the fourth major update for the game so i wouldn't say it was a overly difficult game i played it on normal and if you guys have heard me before my gaming skills aren't what they used to be but i i have no problem with developers putting super easy options in their games i feel like these things should be accessible to all players of all skill levels and multiple difficulties is one way to do that if you just want to enjoy the story. So I am very, very happy with that. This very easy mode will, of course, uh, reward people with more experience points and gold as well as making enemies easier to defeat. Uh, One final Rise of Two note is tomorrow, which is August the 6th, we should be hearing about until he arises to Japanese release date. That is literally all the information I have about that. And it's a little curious as they are planning a simultaneous worldwide release. Of course, it's a Japanese company, so this might come out first. And then we get confirmation that it is going to be worldwide or possibly even um, just shortly staggered thereafter. I'm not... I don't insist upon having a simultaneous release. It certainly is nice. My big thing, and I think a lot of you guys might agree with this, I just don't want these huge, long delays afterwards. Um, Being JRPG players, we are accustomed to a certain amount of time being needed to translate and get these things into our hands. And I believe there's a period of time that we are willing to wait um, I kind of look at about six months is where I start to get a little antsy when you get to a year, I start to get upset. So if we're talking about something like a, a month or two apart, I'm fine with that. Uh, I really am. I wonder what you guys feel about localizations and their turnaround speed. If you want to leave me a comment, you can do so either on Twitter or Facebook, or just leave us a comment on one of our YouTube videos. One of the stories we're going to talk about on Sunday is a special interview with Final Fantasy's portal site, and they will be digging deeper into Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is part one of their series, and one of the things that I stumbled upon that looks pretty cool is there are two music boxes that are available for purchase. Uh, You can check out that link on Facebook. Um, The first one has the Final Fantasy VII main theme to it, and the other one has Eris theme on it. You can purchase each music box for about $15 each. It's really not that bad. Um, I'm assuming they are still available. Might be something that you could pick up for the Final Fantasy lover in your life. They are very cute and um, sound pretty cool. I might have to check into that. 
coming out tomorrow in Japan, there is a mobile re-release of Dragon Quest Monsters 2, Iru and Luca's Marvelous Mysterious Key. <laughs> uh, that'll be a mobile game um, coming out uh, at right under 3,000 yen in Japan only at this time. You can also you can even get on a bit of a discount that first week for about 2,000 yen. It is a remake of the Dragon Quest Monsters 2 game that first came out for the 3DS in February of 2014. There are some um, new features for the game. Of course, it's optimized for smartphones. There's an auto battle feature, and uh, it has 900 monsters, including some new monsters from Dragon Quest 11. You can battle against other players online. It does require a battle pass additional fee, as well as many new additional elements. I've shared that trailer for you guys on YouTube, as well as about five minutes of gameplay. So if you are a Dragon Quest Monsters fan, you might check this out if you know Japanese, and uh, maybe hope that it comes over to our shores at some point in time. One of the other interviews we're going to be doing on Sunday is with uh, fairy tale producer Keisuke Kikuchi. <laughs> um, we'll have that for you on Sunday. And fairy tale has announced their DLC plans. Of course, no release would be complete without some DLC. And this one is just a week after. Um, or the first one is going to be a week afterwards. You get the limited edition growth Lacrima times five will come out tomorrow on August 6th. Some new um, friends will join the game on August the 20th. Friends set Levy and friends set Leon on August 20th. Uh, September 3rd, we'll see the friends set Luciana and Elfman, as well as very difficult request set. You get S rank request, the 10 year quest, and the 100 year quest. And coming on September 17th is the additional dungeon Rift in Time and Space. Um, that's something to look forward to if you have the season pass for Fairy Tale. Of course, it is available right now. I've seen pretty decent reviews for the game. Uh, the one that Siliconia put out kind of mentioned that it is a good game. But it does require, or at least would, likes you to have some base of knowledge going into it. As it doesn't start at the beginning of the story, it kind of plops you right in the middle. So it is definitely for fans of the anime. Uh, I believe anybody can jump into it, but it wouldn't hurt to at least be familiar with some of the things that are uh, going on in that world. If you are a Xbox uh, Game Pass player for console and PC, there is at least one new JRPG coming your way. On August the 13th, the original Final Fantasy VII will be available for console and PC players. That's a pretty cool addition. Um, everything I've seen from Game Pass looks pretty good. There's a lot of decent stuff on there for you, uh, for you players. If you are an Xbox Game Pass owner, now you can be playing... Final Fantasy VII. That keep in mind that is the original game, not the uh, not the remake. One final note: I forgot to mention about Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster. Uh, just today, we got the first part of the Demonic Compendium 
trailer series. There's going to be three of those. Uh, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. It's about five minutes long, and it has uh, introduces ten species of demons. I'll try to get these pronunciations all correctly. The Yoma, Fairy, Divine, Fallen, Dragon King, Beast, Jire, Brute, the Fem, and the Knight. Okay, I guess only one of those was difficult. Uh, that first trailer came out today, August 5th. There will be a second one tomorrow and a third one on August the 7th. Uh, Shimigami Tensei Nocturne HD Remaster is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch on October 29th in Japan and Spring 2021 worldwide. Seems like a decent time for a break. We'll take a pause and be right back on the second half of the JRPG Report, episode 126. My name is James Fisher, and as always, thanks for tuning in. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, as I said, for tuning in this week and every week. And um, I, I just can't thank you guys enough. You really get me fired up to want to do this each and every week, and especially want to big a big thing out to those who have chosen to do our listener support, either through Anchor or through Patreon. You make it extra awesome to do this each and every week. Like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter, and don't forget to give us a subscription over at on uh, on our YouTube channel each and every day, well, as long as there is something. I try to put out a daily, sometimes more than a few daily JRPG videos. Uh, upcoming, we do have the Grand Blue Fantasy Summer 2020 special live stream that's going on August the 8th, and we are keeping all of our fingers and toes crossed that there is something a snippet i would be over the moon for a new trailer but just please tell us that relink is still a thing i don't really care at this point if it's not coming out until playstation 5 that's fine just make sure it's still a thing and still being developed because i'm still greatly looking forward to that um I did share a video, and I don't know if I did the story or not, because it was filled with spoilers. There's about 60 new images for Hajimari Nogaseki, and that is, uh, I made a slideshow presentation of that. As with anything, there are spoilers in there for sure. You want to make sure you are um, prepared for that, but there are some incredible images that will get you really fired up. Uh, for this upcoming game, when and if it ever gets to our <laughs> shores. Uh, if you are one of the few people who has not purchased Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, you have waited till a pretty good time. Right now, you can get it for $40. That is an extremely good deal. It'll be going on, on sale until August the 19th. And that is including... Um, I guess you you could do a download, of course, but it's also physically on sale at Amazon and GameStop um, for just 40 bucks here in the U.S. So you definitely want to check that out if you've not already taken the plunge. I mean, the game was worth every bit of 60 so it's definitely not something you should feel um, too bad about if you paid full price. Publisher P-Cube has delayed the Steam PC version of the Dungeon RPG. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon 
Infinite Combat Edition. It was previously planned to come out in a couple days on August the 7th, but has uh, pushed that back one to three weeks in the West due to, quote, development issues, end quote. A new release date was not announced. That's, uh-oh. Uh, the PlayStation 4 and Switch versions are still due out August 7th in Europe and August 11th in North America. So once that PC release date uh, comes back online, I'll let you know what's going on. So it's obviously not a production issue. Those copies went out just fine, but it must have just been something lost in translation somewhere that... Uh, uh, well, it didn't work out good <laughs> for those uh, for those PC owners looking forward to this one. Um, Fancy Star Online Tune has launched in an additional 33 countries alongside the Steam release of its PC version. Sega announced. I'm not going to read all 33 of them, but uh, needless to say, you're probably included in there if you've not already been able to take advantage of that one. If you've been playing Tales of Crestoria, you know that they have celebrated their one millionth download, and there's a special campaign going on. All players will receive a times ten summon with a guaranteed landing an SSR character. Um, this summon will cost normally cost twenty five hundred gleamstones, but in this one you'll be getting it. You'll get that gleamstone for free and. Otherwise, you're only guaranteed a super rare character, but this time you can uh, get one of the better, much better characters and make the game a little bit easier for you guys. The contest will start on August 5th and last until August the 31st. I haven't got a chance to play this one since I initially downloaded it. As I've mentioned before, we have one iPad and it pretty much resides in the child's hands. (laughs) at all time Uh, Square Enix passed along some not so great news Uh, there were some big losses reported from its subsidiary companies Tokyo RPG Factory and Studio Isatolia Um, Tokyo RPG Factory was founded back in 2014 it's got a couple games that you remember came out for it I Am Setsuna, Lost Fear and Anunnaki um, the financial results show that they had a net loss of 154 million yen. Um, now they did turn a profit last term, but this last, uh, last year, but this, uh, latest financial year, not, uh, not so good. Um, of course, studio, I still shut down last May. Um, they're just wasn't any <laughs> any any reason to carry on with them continuing to lose money and I have a bad feeling that uh Tokyo RPG Factory may be falling along in those same steps if they can't uh turn it around. I mean they're I played I Am Setsuna, I really like the game, but um I believe some might quote it pretty well that they are really good at putting out kind of average to above average games and they really need to step it up if they're going to be digital only and work in that realm. Game company Experience will be releasing one of its earliest RPGs, the Drag the Demon Gaze 
prequel, Saviors of Sapphire Wings, bundled together with The Stranger of Sword City Revisited. Uh, these are coming outside Japan in 2021 and headed towards your Nintendo Switch or PC. Um, Saviors of Sapphire Wings is the localization and port of the 2019 PlayStation Vita game Azure Winged Chevalier. I had no idea. I might have just completely <laughs> butchered that one, which is a remake of the 2010 game Students of the Round. So yeah, there's a bunch of remakes and re-releases going on uh, there. As the title suggested, this will be a two-for-one, which packs the two updates of experiences dungeon diving RPGs together as one. I got a, a trailer for that over on YouTube if you want to check it out. There's a limited edition going on for that as well. If you are so inclined, you can check out this, uh, check out the Facebook and or Twitter pages for the links on how to get all those things. Uh, there's also an article I'm going to link that will show you how to link your Fantasy Star Online 2 account to your Steam account. Uh, as with this game, there's a bunch of stuff I really don't know about, so I'm just telling you now that I will share that story with you guys so you can check it out. If uh, if you've got any questions on how to do that, I'm sure it's something that you, you really don't want to... Uh, <laughs> you don't want to mess up too much in the uh, in the whole process. Another Japanese-only mobile game is coming to the West, Idola Fantasy Star Saga, We'll be getting an English release, and Bolt Train Games will doing the publishing for this one. In addition to this announcement, an open beta test will be available. Those interested can um, check it out on this link that I'll be sharing with you guys. The test period is already started, so you need to get on it. It'll last until August the 10th. In that beta, the first six chapters of the game will be playable. Uh, this was available in Japan only, but they're looking to... Bring this one over, uh, I believe, by the end of this year. Or, um, yeah, there's no there's no release window quite yet, just that they're planning to uh, bring us over. This one is tied to the Fantasy Star universe, but uh, is a smartphone itineration. I'm not exactly sure how it's connected, but there. <laughs> Two final stories to pass on to you guys, then we'll wrap it up for today. Uh, Criminal Girls X will launch on Android on October the 8th in Japan, followed by an iOS and PC releases on November 17th. Developer Mikaj announced the iOS and Android versions will support a virtual reality mode. It'll be free to play with advertisements and, of course, item-based microtransactions. This is a the mobile version uh, kind of sequel to the Criminal X Girls uh, Criminal Girls X series. There was a 13-minute story gameplay video that was shared. I've got that over on YouTube for these for you guys to check out. No word yet on if we'll be getting this one in the West, but we got the console one, so I'm guessing we'll probably end up getting this thing eventually. Uh, another game that's not been confirmed for the West yet is the Mary Skelter finale. They put out a a kind of a sample little video that was pretty decently long. Yeah, it was about uh, almost 19 minutes long. And it had a good sampling of all the musical tracks from this game. Um, the The soundtrack itself is three discs long and will have 78 
tracks. So this is kind of giving a good sampling of what that soundtrack is going to look like. Mary Skelter Finale is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch on October 8th in Japan. I'll bring you word on that one when it is announced, uh, hopefully, <laughs> for the West. Uh, the last, I'm gonna, I got two other interviews to mention that I'm going to be doing on Sunday. Uh, one that I'm kind of really interested in is the, Sim- the Shimigami Tetsu 3 director will be talking about um, what they've gone into making this remaster as well as the original game's harsh reception. So that should be pretty interesting to uh, to listen to. The final and fourth interview that we're we'll doing is with Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles director, and he'll be talking about the remastering of a classic as well as crossplay integration. So I hope you will look forward to our Sunday special. We'll have four pretty cool interviews, um, kind of just wrapping up the past couple weeks worth of information. I do apologize if I've shared <laughs> something multiple times on Facebook. These I've been kind of playing catch up a little bit with some of these stories. Um, I Sometimes the things get too big and they get lost in the shuffle and I forget if I've shared them or not. So I do apologize if, uh, <laughs> if that happens. And if it does, just leave a comment like, hey dude, you already shared this and I will I will take it off the <laughs> gladly take it off the page. Thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for episode 126. Hard to believe we've been going that long, but uh, as long as there's news in the JRPG world, I will bring it to you guys. Like I said, don't forget like us, follow us, subscribe, and uh, if you are so inclined and super awesome, sign up for listener support. Those links are at the bottom of the podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. I'll see you guys again on Sunday with the special and again next Wednesday for more JRPG news. My name is James Fisher. Thanks as always for tuning in and don't forget, get back out there and level up.